Welcome back to Sister LKST, where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host. Today, we are going to continue on our journey through the Bible in 2024. We are in the book of Joshua. Listen, Moses is dead, and Joshua has succeeded in leading the people of Israel over to the promised land. They have won their first major battle, the city of Jericho. And listen, we are going to find out, we're going to start in chapter seven. We're going to find out what happened uh, immediately after they won the battle at Jericho. We're going to start in chapter seven. We're going to read verse one let us read but the israelites acted unfaithfully in regard to the devoted things listen <laughs> in chapter six joshua told the people listen we're gonna go in we're gonna kill everything we're gonna kill everybody but the the spoil if you will belongs to god do not take anything of the spoil all of the spoil is going to the house of god and if you do take anything that's going to bring uh terror and destruction basically on the people of israel and guess what somebody took of the devoted things and let's read in uh chapter seven what happened but the israelites acted unfaithfully in regard to the devoted things achan son of carmine the son of zimron the son of zerah of the tribe of judah took some of them so the lord's anger burned against israel now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, to the east of Bethel, and told them, Go up and spy out the region. So the men went up and spied out Ai. When they returned to Joshua, they said, Not all the people will have to go up against Ai. Send two or three hundred men to take it, and do not weary all the people, for only a few men are there. So about 3,000 men went up, but they were routed uh, by the men of Ai. In other words, the men of Ai um, won the battle, who killed about 36 of them. So 36 men out of the Israelite uh, troops got killed by the men of Ai. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At these, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, remaining there till evening. The elders, the elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Ah, 
Sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Oh Lord, what can I say now that Israel has been routed by its enemies? The Canaanites and the other people of the country will hear about this and they will surround us and wipe out our name from the earth. What then will you do for your own great name? So Joshua is just praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, what is going on? Why is this happening? You you told us to come over here. You said basically, you know, I'm, I'm just saying the mindset of Joshua was you said come you were going to be with us what is going on these people have killed some of our men they ran them away they won the battle what is going on if you kill us if now everybody else over in this land is going to hear about this because remember when they came over the Jordan the city of Jericho was shut up because of the Israelites. They had heard what the Israelites had done to other people. So they were afraid. But now Joshua is saying because of this loss in battle, all the other people are going to hear about it. They're going to surround us and they're going to wipe us off the face of this earth. This is what Joshua is saying to the Lord. And the Lord began to say to Joshua, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. For God was not planned. He came back with a rebuttal. God came back with a rebuke to, to Joshua because of what Joshua said, Joshua didn't know that they had sinned. So God is coming back and letting him know you have sinned. Go, this is God, go, consecrate the people. Tell them, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, that which is devoted is among you. O Israel, you cannot stand against your enemies until you remove it. In the morning, present yourselves tribe by tribe. The tribe that the Lord takes shall come forward clan by clan. The clan that the Lord takes shall come forward family by family. And the family that the Lord takes shall come forward man by man. He who is caught with the devoted things shall be destroyed by what? By 
fire. My God from Zion. We know that God is the God that answers by fire. So, uh, he that who took the devoted things shall be destroyed by fire. Along with all that belongs to him. He has violated the covenant of the Lord. And has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. So listen. Whoever done this thing. Not only is he going to be punished, but everything that he owns, everything that belongs to him, everything is going to be punished. That means his wife, his kids, his cattle, whatever the case may be, everything is going to be punished because one man took of the devoted things. Not only he is going to be punished but the whole is all the whole people was punished because remember they went to battle against ai and they lost 36 men because this one person took of the devoted things let's read on verse 16 early the next morning joshua had israel come forward by tribes and judah was taken the 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 clans of Judah came forward and he took Zerahites and he had the clan of Zerahites come forward by families and Zimri was taken. Joshua had his family come forward man by man and Achan son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah was taken. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and give him the praise. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Achan replied, It is true. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I was in the plunder, a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath my Gotham's eye. Did not God say that they've taken up the devoted things and they've hid it amongst their things? God knows everything. God sees everything. You can't hide from God. You can't hide your things from God. You can't hide your ways from God. That's why I say it's very important. Who cares what man thinks? Are you kidding me? It's God who we should fear. It's God who sees the very thoughts that are in our hearts. It's God. So, Achan said it's true. It's in my tent. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and there it was hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. 
They took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites and spread them out before the Lord. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, took Achan, son of Zerah, the silver, the robe, the gold wedge, his sons, his daughters, his cattle, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, Why have you brought this trouble on us? The Lord will bring trouble on you today. Then all of Israel stoned him. And after they had stoned the rest, they burned them. That's the fire. First they stoned Achan. Then they stoned everybody else and all his property and all his animals. That's what they did. They burned them. Over Achan they heaped up a large pile of rocks, which remain to this day. Then the Lord turned from his fierce anger. Therefore, this place has been called the Valley of Acre every since, ever since. Listen. Now, what are we learning here? We're learning here in Joshua chapter 7. It talks about the sins of Achan, or the sin, if you will, of Achan. But what do we learn from this? We, we read in chapter 6 how God gave specific instructions about the fall of Jericho. He told them how to walk around it six days, walk around it one time, don't say a word, blow the trumpet, who should walk where, the Ark of the Covenant where, the people where, specific instructions. On the seventh day, I want you to go out early and I want you to mar march around it seven times Blow the trumpets. Um, on the seventh time, I want the people to shout with a shout. The walls fell down. Joshua told the people, uh, the spoil belongs to the Lord. Kill everything. Kill everybody. That means from adults down to babies. Everybody must die. Kill everything. The spoil belongs to the Lord. Do not take, even Joshua said, do not take up the spoil. Why? Because it's going to bring destruction on the people of Israel. It's going to bring destruction upon the whole, everybody, basically. Everybody is going to come upon them. So what happened? Achan took of the devoted things. They sent out mad men to the next battle. Joshua didn't know. He sent out men to the next battle. What happened? The men got slaughtered. So then Joshua went into this till for uh, uh, a moaning and groaning type of cry to God. Why have you brought us out here? God came back with a rebuttal. God came back with a rebuke. Basically, you have sinned. I said, do not take of the devoted things. And what have you done? You have taken of the devoted thing. And when he say you, he means he means everybody as a you. The whole nation. He counted the whole nation as a you. 
even though it was one man that did it. The whole nation was in trouble with God. Can you imagine? One person, one president, uh, one leader on a job, one businessman, one person in your home, just one can cause the whole nation, the whole home, the whole organization, the whole church. One person can cause God to be angry with everybody. Listen, I understand completely. Experienced it more than once. God will be mad with everybody until the situation has been taken care of. Just like God told Joshua, uh, until you get rid of the accursed thing, until you get rid of the devoted thing, until you do this, you will fall in front of your enemies. In other words, I'm not going to be with you. I'm going to turn my back and your enemy is going to slaughter you because you have sinned, you've taken up the accursed thing. So of course, I don't blame Joshua. God said, bring everybody before me and I'm going to choose and I'm going to tell you where it is. God already said it's hidden in, in, within this stuff. It's hidden within the stuff. Their stuff. So God brought out Achan. Achan, there's, he, he had to tell the truth. He was found out. He was caught. So Achan said it is true. I did it. And not only did I do it, but I'm going to tell you where it's at. The man went and found it. And guess what happened? Achan, his sons, his daughters, his wife, his cattle, his cow, every, his possessions, everything got kicked out of the city or of the, the tribe, if you will. And they were stoned first and then the bodies were burned. God said they were going to be destroyed by fire. And that's exactly what happened to them. It's such a sad story because it's very important for us to be obedient not only to the word of God but being obedient to the instructions of God. And this is a point that we can pray about. Lord, help us. Help us to be obedient to your instructions. Help us to follow directions to the detail, down to every single detail. Help us not to stray off the path. Help us, oh God, to do exactly what you have told us to do. And in addition to obeying your commandments, your statutes, your rules, your principles. Help us, God. We are human, Lord. You said that you know that we are made from the dust of the earth. You said that in the book of Psalms that you know we are made from the dust of the earth. So help us, Lord. Help us to follow your commandments and do your will. So we won't be burned by fire. And that's no joke. I may be laughing, but it's no, no joke. I just get a 
kick out of. I just love God because God is a no-nonsense God. He will kill you in a blink of an eye. He will wipe you off the face of this earth. But so many, so many take that for granted that God is a consuming. He's a loving God. Yes, he is. We are to fear God. Fear him lovingly, not fear him to be afraid of him because he loves us. But he is also a consuming fire. And I, I believe within myself that people have forgotten about that. That's why this nation, America, right now in 2024, is in a time of judgment. Come on, somebody. Recognize the sign. Hear what the Spirit is speaking unto the church. There's a time of exposure. And exposure, what comes out? What is a part of a judgment? Exposure, basically, exposure is a part of judgment. This nation is in a in a time of judgment. And I'm just going to say that and we're going to move on. Okay, so that is chapter 7. Let's do chapter 10 and we are going to do a summary and we are going to get out of here. Let's read Joshua chapter 10. Let's find out what happened in Joshua 10, uh, Joshua chapter 10 and find out what we can glean from this scripture in order to apply it to our lives. Joshua chapter 10, starting at the first verse. Now Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king and that the people of Gibeon had made a treaty of peace with Israel and were living near them now listen go back and read about these Gibeonites these Gibeonites honey these were some sneaky people but listen Joshua did not uh, uh, acknowledge God when the Gibeonites came to talk to him, he did not acknowledge God and he began to come into covenant with the Gibeonites. He began to come into agreement with the Gibeonites. And listen, the Gibeonites, they acted, they um, played basically in this, in this day and time, we can say that the Gibeonites played Joshua. That's what happened. They played him. And Joshua went into covenant with him. Then afterwards, he found out who they really were, but it was too late. Why? Because God honors covenants. It does not matter if it's a good covenant or if it's a bad covenant. God honors covenants. So the Gibeonites, they played Joshua. Joshua came into covenant with them. Joshua found out that he got played and then he began to speak that the Gibeonites, they would not kill them because God told them to go in there and kill up everybody, everybody and everything at this, at this point in time, they was killing up everybody. 
and the Gibeonites were afraid and they played Joshua. Joshua fell for it because he did not consult the Lord. He came into covenant with the Gibeonites and then he found out after the fact who the Gibeonites really were. So the Israelites were not able to kill them. Why? Because they were in a covenant relationship with them. Even though it was slick and sly, God still honors covenants. That's why it's very important to break any evil covenants in your life. You need to break them. You need to renounce them. You need to denounce them. You need to reject them. It, what, any and everything that you can do to get rid of an evil covenant in your life, that is what you need to do and replace it with a covenant with God the Father and Jesus Christ because God honors covenants regardless of if it's a good covenant or it's a bad covenant. So I just want you to go back and read about the Givenites and how slick and sly they just slid in there and they played Joshua. Okay, let's get back to it. Okay, so the king of Jerusalem heard about how Joshua had taken Ai and how he had came into covenant basically with the Gibeonites and made a treaty, a peace with them, with Israel and were living near them. <coughs> Excuse me. He and his people were very much alarmed at this. Because Gibeon was an important city, like one of the royal cities. It was larger than Ai, and all its men were good fighters. So Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, appealed to Homam, king of Hebron, Param, king of Jarmuth, Japhthai, king of Lachish, and Debar, king of Eglon. Come up and help me attack Gibeon, he said because it has made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the kings of Jer Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon joined forces. So all these king ca kings came together to fight up against Joshua and the Israelites. They moved up with their troops and took up positions against Gibeon and attacked it. The Gibeonites then sent word to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal. Do not abandon your servants because they, the Gibeonites had to be servants. Joshua did not kill the Gibeonites, but the Gibeonites had to be servants of the Israelites because of what they did. So now the Gibeonites are being attacked by these five kings. So they're sending to Joshua saying, don't, don't forsake us. We are your servants. Do not abandon your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us. Help us because all the Amorite kings from the hill country have joined forces to get against us. So Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. Come on, somebody. God would tell you, don't be afraid. Why, why are you afraid? <laughs> God, the maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth is your father. The maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth is your leader. 
the maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth say i will be with you until the end i will never leave you i will never forsake you why are you afraid come on somebody god is saying do not be afraid of them i have given them into your hand yes lord not one of them will be able to withstand you after all after an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. My God from Zion, I love it. Honey, the enemy, when the enemy think, well, we've read the Bible say the enemy in, in, in Deuteron Deuteronomy 28. I'm getting excited, so I'm talking fast. The Bible told us in Deuteronomy 28, he said in the word of God, God said, your enemy will come against you one way he will come in one way but he will leave out seven ways and we can apply that here after an all-night march these men march all night long they're going to battle and joshua took them by surprise he took the five kings and their armies by surprise they had no clue that joshua was coming listen that's how god does it that's how god's work god works he is a mighty god he's a miraculous god he is a wise god he will come in listen the bible tells us though the enemy comes in like a flood my god from zion the bible says the spirit of the lord will lift up a standard against him listen there is no need to be afraid as another scripture tells us in chronicles we are probably going to read it we're going to get there but the bible begin to tell uh the lord the word the word of the lord begin to tell jehoshaphat just like this the kings they be are, are the people the amorites the hittites the Habites, the Jubasites, all of these people were coming up against Jehoshaphat to battle. Listen, but the word of the Lord came and said, you have no need to fight in this battle. Why? Because God was going to fight for you. Listen, God will fight for you. Honey, I am a living witness. God fights for me on a daily basis and I have no reason to fear and I don't fear. I've, I've learned that God is with me and I've learned that I have no reason to fear and I've learned that God will fight for me in my battles as long as I keep my hand in his hand. Listen, this is exciting to me. I love the word of God and I love how Joshua came and took them by some Christ. They didn't know. They're looking one way, my God, from Zion, but Joshua came up another way. They're looking to come up against the Gibeonites, but they didn't know that Joshua and the children of Israel were coming to fight for them. Listen, there's a host of heaven. We can call on Jehovah Sabor. That is the name of God. He is the God of the angel armies. Listen, God will send his host of angels to fight for you my god from zion and this is a prime example of how god will work on your behalf joshua took them by surprise the lord threw them into confusion come on somebody listen at the word of god 
the lord threw them into confusion before israel they got confused they didn't know what was going on they come to fight up against the Gibeonites. listen don't come up against god's people i'm talking to the haters out there i'm talking to the devil and his cohorts i'm talking to the evil wicked men listen don't come up against the people of god because god will put you in a state of confusion god will fight for his people the lord threw them into confusion before israel who defeated them in a great victory at gibeon Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Haran and cut them down all the way to Azekite and Mecca as they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horam to Azekite. The Lord hurled large hailstones. Listen, honey, I'm telling you, God will fight for you. Listen, no man can create a hell storm come on somebody hell stones were hurled large this is what the scripture is telling us you better believe the word of god the lord hurled large hell stones down on them from the sky and more of them died from the hailstones, then were killed by the sword of the Israelites. I throw my hands in the air. God will fight for you. Listen, hear me and hear me clearly. God will fight for you. The Bible is telling us, <coughs> excuse me, I am getting excited. My Gotham Zion, the Bible is telling us that more of the people, the kings and their men, the king's men that came up against the Gibeonites, that was fighting up against Joshua and the Israelites, the Bible says that the Lord himself hurled large hailstones from the sky. And more of the people are the mighty men or the strong men, if you will. More of the strong men died from the hailstones than them that were killed by the sword of the Israelites. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Can you hear what the word or what the spirit is speaking unto the church there is no reason to be afraid because god will fight for you he will fight for you in the natural he will fight for you in the spirit and in this particular case he is fighting in the natural he sent down hell stones the bible tells one of my favorite scriptures oh my god from zion hell stones and coals of fire will come down from heaven he said he will deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of pestilence. God came down riding on a cherub. He was mad because the enemy came up against his child. Come on, some don't mess with the child of God. And you wonder why. Wonder why this is happening to you. 
or this is happening, uh, this is going on in your family. If you are coming up against a child of God, I can answer that for you. God will fight for his kids. God will fight for his people. And whatever way that God feels like fighting, that is what's going to happen to you. That's what's going to happen to everything that you possess. All your possessions. Listen, we just read about Achan. Listen, Achan was disobedient and he sinned against the laws, the rules, the principles, the, the God. He sinned against God. He took up the devoted thing. What happened to Achan? Achan was stoned to death. Him, his sons, his daughters, his animals. Everything that he possessed was burned. He was destroyed by God and he was an Israelite. So who do you think you are coming up against the children? Now listen, I'm, I'm talking I'm talking to the wicked one right now. I'm not talking to uh, my new believers. I'm not talking to uh, uh, the new believers of God. Not my new believers, but the new believers of God. I'm not talking to the people of God. I'm talking to the wicked one. What do you think you are? Coming up against the, the child of God. Who do you think you are? Come on, somebody. God does not play about his kids. That doesn't mean he's going to do it today. That does not mean he's going to do it tomorrow. But in his due time, you better believe it. God is going to show forth his glory. God is going to let you know who is the true and the living God. God, don't mess with his kids. I'm telling you, do not mess with the children of God because death and destruction will be your portion. And we see it right here in the Bible with our own two eyes. Let me read that again. The Lord hurled large hailstones down on them from the sky, and more of them died from the hailstones than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O sun, stand still over Gibeon, O moon, over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jasher, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been seen a day like it before or since. A day when the Lord listened to a man. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Then Joshua returned 
with all Israel to the camp of Gilgal. Listen, God fights for his people. Now the five kings had fled and hidden in the cave of Mechara. When Joshua was told that the five kings had been found hiding in the cave at Mechara, he said, roll large rocks up to the mouth of the cave and post some men there to guard it. But don't stop. Pursue your enemies. Attack them from the rear and don't let them reach their cities. For the Lord your God has given them into your hand. So Joshua and the Israelites destroyed them completely. Completely. That means everybody died. Everybody must die. The Israelites destroyed them completely. Almost to a man. But the few who were left reached their fortified cities. The whole army then returned safely to Joshua in the camp at Mecca, and no one uttered a word against the Israelites. They were uh, God's people. Don't mess with God's people. I'm just saying. Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me. So they brought the five kings out of the cave, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jeremoth, Lachish, and Eglon. When they had brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come with him, come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight. Then Joshua struck and killed the kings and hung them up five trees and they were left hanging on the trees until evening. At sunset, Joshua gave the order and they took them down from the trees and threw them into the cave where they had been hiding. At the mouth of the cave, they placed large rocks, which are there to this day. That day Joshua took Mecca. He put the city and its kings to the sword and totally destroyed everyone in it. Everyone must die. He left no survivors. Listen. Why were there no survivors left? He left no survivors and he did to the to the king of Mecca as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua and all Israel with him moved on from Mecca to Lebanon and attacked it. So they're going on to the next city. The Lord also gave that city to it and its king unto Israel's hand. The city and everyone in it Joshua put to the sword. He left no survivors there. Everyone must die. And he did to its king as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua, this is why Josh, this is why God told Joshua in the very beginning, continuously be strong and very courageous. 
be strong and very courageous i will be with you be strong and be very courageous do not fear i will be with you god continued to tell him that why because he had to fight all of these battles and he had to lead the people into all of these battles now if you have a leader that is fearful what do you think the people will be the people will be fearful so joshua had to be strong and very courageous for the people he was leading in order for them to be strong and very courageous and to go out to battle and to win the battle listen everybody had to die everybody must die be strong and very courageous the lord then joshua and all israel with him moved to Lebanon and to Lachish. He took up positions against it and attacked it. The Lord handed Lachish over to Israel and Joshua took it on the second day. The city and everyone in it he put to the sword just as he had done to Lebanon. Everybody had to die. Meanwhile, Horam, king of Gezer had come up to help Lachish, but Joshua defeated him and his army until no survivors were left. Everybody must die. Then Joshua and all Israel with him moved on from Lachish to Eglon. They took up positions against it and attacked it. They captured it that same day and put it to the sword and totally destroyed everyone in it just as they had done to Lachish everyone must die then Joshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron and attacked it they took the city and put it to the sword together with its king its villages and everyone in it they left no survivors just at as at Eglon, they totally destroyed it and everyone in it. Everyone must die. Why? I want you to do your research and find out why everyone had to die. Then Joseph, uh, then Joshua and all Israel with him turned around and attacked Deborah. They took the city its king and its villages and put them to the sword everyone in it they totally destroyed my god of zion everybody must die they left no survivors listen when god said go and possess your inheritance honey listen this is a testament for us when we are because what what the children of israel is in god promised this land to them and he told them they were going to have to go in and possess the land that means they will have they, they got to go in and they got to fight for what rightfully belongs to them according to the promises of god yes these people lived in the land but god himself promised this land to the Israelites forefathers to 
Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob. God told them, or basically Abraham, and it just flowed on down from generation to generation. God told Abraham he was going to bring his 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 seed or his children, if you will, were going to be like the sand on the seashore. His seed is going to be blessed. And these children are going to come into a promised land. That's what he told them as they were in the land of Egypt. That's Abraham's seed. Then there was Isaac, Abraham's son. And then there was Jacob, Isaac's son. So it comes down from generation to generation. And he told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then there was Joseph who helped them in the land of Egypt. Go back and go back to the book of Genesis and come on back and read through the book of Joshua, those chapters, those scriptures that we did not read. And you will learn uh, the, the journey of the children of Israel. And listen, they have to go in and possess what is rightfully theirs according to the will of God. Listen, these people lived in that land for, for a long time, but God himself, the making the creator of the heavens and the earth, promised this land to his chosen people his chosen people the israelites and god told them yes this is your land i've given it to you as an inheritance but you got to possess it you got to go in and you got to fight for it and this is what we are reading we are reading the children of israel they're in the promised land and they have to fight the people there because they just can't go in there and say oh this is my land god the father gave it to me and um you you just got to move no it does not work like that it, it didn't work like that then and it's not gonna work like that now oh that god promised me a business and god promised me this building and you're in my inheritance and you got to pack up your stuff and you got to leave because god said this is my building no it does not work like that so the children of israel here are going into the promised land and they are possessing it i want you to look up the meaning of possession they had to go in and possess the land they had some work to do we got some work to do people and this is what the children of israel are doing that's why god kept telling Joshua, you got to be strong and you got to be very courageous. You got to be strong and you got to be courageous. You got to adhere to my word. You got to meditate on it day and night. The, the, the laws that I promised uh, that I gave to Moses, I want you to meditate it, meditate on it day and night. And what's going to happen after that? You're going to be prosperous and you're going to be successful in what you do. And that's exactly what Joshua did. So they're possessing the land and everybody has to die unfortunately and i want you to go and research why everybody had to die listen i can give you a tidbit listen god is a jealous god and these people are worshiping idol gods and god mm -mm, that's a no-no in the eyesight of god god is jealous his name we find in the book of exodus his name is jealous god is a jealous god we cannot serve idols we cannot serve, uh, uh, what do they call them, spirit guides. No? No? God is jealous. 
We are his bride. We are his we are his children. No, he's jealous. So let's move on. Everybody had to die. They left no survivors. They did to uh Debar and its king as they had done to Lebna and its king and to Hebron. And so Joshua subdued the whole region. The whole region was subdued by the children of Israel, including the hill country, the Negev, the western foothills, and the mountain slopes, together with all their kings. He left no survivors. Everybody must die. He totally destroyed all who breathed. Listen, listen. The scripture is written for a reason. We we are not to take it lightly. Why did the Bible keep telling us they left no survivors? Why did the Bible keep telling us that they totally destroyed everybody? Why did the Bible keep telling us these things that they, they destroyed everybody with the sword? And then the Bible said here, he totally destroyed all that breathed. Anybody that had breath in their body were destroyed by the Israelites. Just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. Listen, God gives specific instruction. And I hope and pray that we read more about this as we go forth when we talk about Saul. Saul was appointed king. And listen, God said, go into the city. I'm just getting ahead of myself. God said, go in there and I want you to kill up everything. Every king, every man, woman, boy, girl, child, animal, donkey, whatever the case may be, the king, everything, kill everything. And listen, Saul was chosen by God to be the king over his people. And he did not do it. He disobeyed God. What happened to Saul? God rejected him. Just getting ahead of myself, but I want you to know it's important that we listen to the details. And listen, I'm talking to myself. First of all, I am talking to myself. First of all, that it's important for me to obey God's commandments, to be careful, to obey them, to follow after them. And to be careful of the detailed instructions that God give me. Lest we die. Thank God for Jesus. I don't know about nobody else. Woo, woo. But this is before Jesus' time. God killed up everybody. He was not playing. He will strike you down in a minute. And keep it moving. I thank God for Jesus now that we have an advocate with the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for dying upon the cross for my sins. That I can uh, talk to God and say, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Everything must die. He totally destroyed all who breathed, just as the, as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. Joshua subdued them from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza. Gaza. We hear Gaza in the news today, don't we? Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. Joshua subdued them from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and from the whole region of Goshen to Gibeon. All these kings and their lands Joshua conquered in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Listen, Joshua did all this in one campaign. Campaign. He didn't have to go back 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times. He did it all in one campaign. Why? Because God fought for the people of Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp of Gilgal. My God, and that is the end. The sun stood still because Joshua prayed unto the Lord and God listened. And the Bible said that has never been done before and it has never been done since. God listened to a man. Listen, we're going to read these summaries really quickly and we are going to call it a day. My God, my God, what a reading we just read. Let's go over the summary really quickly. After the victory at Jericho, the Israelites suffered a surprising defeat at Ai, a small city. It was very small, but they were defeated. Why? Joshua was distraught and he's and seeks God's guidance. He sought God's guidance. Excuse me. God reveals that the defeat occurred because an Israelite, Achan, disobeyed his command by taking some of the devoted spoils from Jericho for himself, thus breaking the band. God instructs Joshua on how to find the guilty person. God knows everything. Listen, God will seek you out. He will come and seek you out. I don't care if you're hiding on the rock. God see you. Listen, and this is what we're learning here today. God instructs Joshua on how to find the guilty person. Achan confesses to taking a beautiful role. I mean, all of this for clothes and for money. People die because one person wanted some clothes and some money. My God, I'm sorry. Achan confesses to taking a beautiful robe, 20 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold. As a result, Achan, along with his family and his possessions, they are stoned to death by the community in the Valley of Achor as a punishment for his sins, after which the Lord's anger against Israel abates. Now, this chapter emphasizes the importance of obedience to God's commands and the severe consequences of disobedience for the individual and the community. Let's go over to Joshua chapter 10. Now, this chapter details a significant portion of the Israelite southern campaign in Canaan, focusing on the miraculous battle of Gibeon. The Gibeonites, fearing Israel's advance, Trick Joshua and the Israelites into making a peace treaty with them by pretending to be from a distant land. When, jo when Gibeon was attacked by a coalition of five Amorite kings, 
as punishment for their treaty with Israel, they called on Joshua for help. In the ensuing battle, Joshua asked God to make the sun stand still and God obliged him. Oh my God, can you imagine just asking God to, to uh, deal with the elements and he do? God is a good God. God prolonged the day so the Israelites can achieve and complete victory, a complete victory. After a decisive victory at Gibeon, Joshua and the Israelites conducted a rapid campaign against the cities of the Amorite coalition. The five kings are captured, executed, and their bodies displayed before being buried in a cave. The chapter concludes with a summary of Joshua's campaigns against the southern cities of Canaan, indicating a series of victories that God granted to Israel. My God, my God, my God. Chapter 7 serves as a stern warning about the dire consequences of disobedience to God's command, highlighting the communal responsibility for individual sins. Chapter 10 showcases God's miraculous intervention on behalf of the Israelites, affirming his power and the fulfillment of his promise to give the Israelites the land of Canaan. Together, these chapters underscore the themes of faith, obedience, divine justice, and the importance of leadership in achieving God's purposes. Wow! Just wow! I want us to meditate on what we have just read and what we have just talked about. Joshua chapter 7 and Joshua, especially Joshua chapter 10, how God fought for the people. My God from Zion. We are just going to meditate on that and I am going to leave you and we are going to pray. May God bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Sister Atticat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. In the year 2024, we are embarking on a journey through the Bible. And my God, it is so good here in the book of Joshua. What we are learning from the book of Joshua is so good. Please like, comment, share. Tell your family and your friends to listen to Sister Ali Cass T on whatever is their favorite podcast platform. Go to that platform and search for Sister Ali Cass T. And I'm telling you, it will be there. My God, follow this ministry, A Light in Darkness, L-I-T, on all social media platforms. Look for Allison C. Holt. Look for Allison C. Holt. Um, Bible Basis Builder on YouTube. We are we are raring up to get our YouTube channel started and going. So uh, I encourage you to be a um, be a member of the community of Bible Basics Builder, which is for new believers. It's for those who are new to Bible study. It is for those who are looking for a Bible study community. It is for those who are just curious 
about the basis of Christianity. Look for Bible Basics and Builder, Allison Sears and Cat Hope. I want to say that I love you and we will definitely talk soon.